0: Welcome to the Stronger Than Autoimmune podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Worland. As an autoimmune warrior myself, I understand that day-to-day, even moment-to-moment, living with autoimmunity isn't easy. You're not alone. This podcast is to give hope to living with an autoimmune disease. I will interview individuals living with autoimmune disease along with experts and businesses to help provide knowledge and hope. Before I introduce my next guest, Here's an ad that made this podcast possible. Hey, Warriors. Today, I will be introducing you to the CEO of Cronius Health, Danielle Lazarowitz. After 10 years of managing a chronic condition and ending up in the ICU for a second time, the idea for Cronius was born. Cronius Health is one place for all of your health data, a personalized plan to navigate your care journey, and one guide by your side to ensure you get the care you deserve. So let's get started on learning more about how the chronically ill can get the support they deserve. Thank you, Dino, for being on Stronger Than Autoimmune.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. So I want to learn more about you, not just the CEO of Cronius Health, but you know, what, what do you enjoy doing on your off time? What refuels you?
1: Sure. So I live in New York City and one of the reasons why I love living in New York is access to amazing theater. I was a Theater kid growing up. So I love to go to the theater as much as I can. That's something that brings me a lot of joy. But I also can be a real homebody and love self care. And I feel like taking a bath every day is one of my things with all the candles and the uh, bath salts and stuff. It helps with chronic pain, but also it's just a way to relax at the end of the day. So some things I like to do going out and some things I like to do at home.
0: Yeah, thank you. And it seems like having that nice balance gives you that ground be, being grounded helps you being grounded
1: oh yeah i feel like you know living with a chronic illness you have to find a way to kind of balance your time and know, you know, that spoon theory of like, how much energy do you want to put out for different things? So finding ways to find joy, whether you need to take a little bit of a rest or whether you can push a little more and go out and do things that balance is really important. I think for finding joy, even when your body might not be cooperating
0: all the time. Yeah. And from my understanding, you've been dealing for with an autoimmune disease for quite some time.
1: Yeah, I was first diagnosed um, over a decade ago in uh, 2012 with Sjogren's syndrome, which is an autoimmune condition. Um, Went to the doctor and was just tired, and was lucky to have a primary care doctor that knew to test me for certain autoimmune disease markers kind of right away. So I was lucky in that it took me six months to get diagnosed instead of the average, you know, four years to get diagnosed. And I lived with that for, you know, several years with kind of managing that with just medication. Um, but then last year, I all of a sudden started having all of these new symptoms that I hadn't experienced before that were much more serious. I lost my ability to swallow.
0: Mm. I lived
1: on insure for basically three months. That oh, I wow. that. The chocolate uh, flavor is definitely the best. Um <laughs> But I uh, I also had trouble breathing. My heart rate was really out of control, and I ended up having a stroke. Um, oh
0: no! I'm so sorry.
1: Thank you. Um, but through all of that, I was really just needing to fight to figure out what was going on with my body, and what was wrong, and you know the doctors couldn't really come up with a solution. And I was going to some of the best hospitals in the country, and it really took me. Uh, taking charge of my own care, advocating for myself, reading, you know, all of these different medical journal articles to figure out what I thought was wrong with me. Um, And I ended up getting diagnosed with another autoimmune disease called myasthenia gravis, which is a neurological autoimmune disease, as well as POTS, which is an autonomic um, function disorder uh, inflammatory condition. And both turns out were related to my Sjogren's syndrome as the, um, kind of root cause. So it all kind of came back, but going through that whole experience last year, it was so challenging when I basically was bed bound, you know, I couldn't eat, I couldn't work, I couldn't do anything. And I was having to spend hours a day trying to find the right doctor, organize all of my medical records and these crazy binders to share with them. Um, calling over and over again my insurance companies are following up to try to get appointments and I felt like man this is a lot of work for me as a patient when I'm really sick right now right and the burden is totally on me I was seeing all of these different specialists but nobody was talking to each other nobody was kind of quarterbacking my care except for me and I felt like there just has to be an easier way than this um yeah. patients it shouldn't have to be so hard
0: yeah it sounds like a full-time job and while you're sick and nobody goes to work while they're sick.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> and it's a full-time job that you can't quit. Right. Um, exactly. Like you can't make part-time you're stuck with it no matter yeah. what. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You you need a, a VA, a virtual assistant. I but, mean, that's
1: basically where the idea of this company came from was exactly. Yeah.
0: That. Yeah. I am so sorry. You had to go through so much pain and suffering But it sounds like you, this idea from, from coming from such pain and suffering and wonderful idea came to light and you're going to help so many more people by building this up. So while we're on the subject of your new baby, (laughs) um, tell us what else Cronius does? Because it seems like it's not just health records, correct?
1: No. So really the goal of the platform is to reduce the burden of chronic disease for patients, their caregivers, and their providers too. And so we want to think of ourselves as kind of the one-stop shop for managing your chronic condition, especially people who have complex cases or have you know, invisible illnesses that are hard to diagnose or hard to manage, and so we do that in a few ways. One is bringing all of your medical records into one place, because those of us who have these conditions, we are very likely to have seen doctors at multiple hospitals, multiple types of doctors. Our records are scattered. We bring those big binders. Doctors look at us like, "Oh no, when they see <laughs> <They're binders>. crazy, <laughs> yeah," and you got fifteen minutes to go through everything um or you don't have there's gaps in kind of the information that you can share with your doctor and so by we make it as easy as one click basically to share the information because the whole point is reducing the burden right so you give us access to your portals and we pull all of that data together we update it daily we enable you to upload hard copy records if you have those too so basically it's the single source of truth for you for all of your data and then everything is built upon that um so we Uh, enable you to track your symptoms as well. So you can keep track of all of that data and share it with your doctors. We've built a synthesized medical record, which we call a health summary that with one click, you can share with your doctor before your appointment that's personalized to them. So they get the information that they need to know in 10 pages or less for that appointment so that when you go in, instead of that giant binder, you have 10 pages that you've either emailed or faxed to them, or you bring a hard copy, and then you can actually get in the appointment to what you need to do next versus spending the whole time, you know, telling your story and then the appointment's over. We also, when you talk about that virtual assistant, we have what we call care guides, but they're board certified patient advocates that are there. So you can basically delegate all of that stuff that's real pain in the butt to do as a patient, everything from finding a doctor to fighting for pre-author, authorizations, fighting for appeals to how do you deal with medical bills as they come in and negotiating those to having someone, you know, come to your appointments with you and kind of take notes and know the right questions to ask. They could basically do all of that and more. Um, and that's something that, you know, can be a real blessing for people who just don't have the time or energy to deal with all of that full-time work stuff of being a patient there's more um features that we can go into but those are some of the main things that we offer in the platform
0: wow it sounds like you really thought of everything from the paperwork and down to having somebody speak for you you know sometimes you're in such a brain fog or you just don't feel well that you cannot retain all the information and being able to process it and say oh well i've got to do AY- a wise eight a B C before I do X Y Z first, so it sounds like having that advocate um, is really helpful. I have a question about the systems because you said that we can upload the paperwork. Yeah. Does the paperwork or Cronius talk to the portal on the doctor's end?
1: Sure. So. Basically, we're really lucky in that in the last year, there was a new law passed called the 21st Century Cures Act, which makes it by law, patients have to have access to their own data. And it's crazy that it's taken up until now for patients to legally have the right to their own data, which seems like a no brainer, right? Mm -hmm. So, because of this, we're able to connect seamlessly with the um, patient portals and the health systems to get that data by just having the patients give us basically their username and password, which we encrypt, everything's encrypted, de-identified. So data security is really important to us um, as that HIPAA standard so that We can be able to get that data, no problem, like within a few minutes, your data is in the system. And that's how we're able to work with all of the different health systems and EHRs. But because patients are in charge now with this new law, we don't need to sign contracts with each of the EHRs, which enables us to be able to have access to basically any patient portal, um, which really makes it as comprehensive as possible for patients, which wouldn't have been possible just a year ago.
0: Wow. So you get sick a year ago, this law gets passed a year ago, and now you have cronies.
1: Yeah, I was actually came up with the idea lying in my ICU bed after my stroke and started drawing what I wanted the product to look like, you know, from the hospital bed, because I just had a vision of what I needed. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I did was I, I said, well, maybe it's just me who's having this problem. So I went on Reddit and Facebook groups and just reached out and said, does anyone else have this problem, other patients? And it was just overwhelming of how many patients did. We actually built the patient advisory board is the first thing that we did in building the product. So patients have always had a voice in the design and functions of our product from day one. I've hired people with complex chronic conditions on our team. And the patient experience is really number one for us of really building something for patients by patients, which isn't really there in a lot of digital, other digital health platforms of really having the patient need really at the core of the product.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's very important because you're able to shift as to what is the next and up and coming concern with your patients and having them on your on your side well, being employed by you, then you get that firsthand. This is what I'm feeling next. And you can shift and, and change things up if you needed to.
1: Exactly, like the features that we have now are the features that patients told us that they were looking for the most. We also offer, you know, medical education resources that are vetted. We have um care journey maps that we've built with specialists so patients can map their own results and journey against what the broader journey might be so they know what types of questions to ask their doctors so they can kind of nudge towards the right next step. These are all things that patients have told us man, like I wish I could have a case manager in my pocket or I wish I had someone that just told me what I should ask next or what should be the next thing I should do. And nobody's really helping me navigate it. So a big thing for us is the people that use our product, we wanna know like what's missing, what other things would make your life easier as a patient so that we can include this. So this really can be like the one place you go for everything to to manage your care.
0: Yeah, and and those caseworkers are not really called caseworkers you call them advocates right from my understanding our our
1: patient advocates Mm -hmm.
0: and they're board certified can you tell us a little bit more about what it takes to be board certified for um then to be an advocate on your team
1: sure so there's Uh, like a certifying certifying body that's out there for this credential. And it requires uh, a lot of hours of training. Plus you have to do a three hour exam, um, board exam that you have to pass that goes through everything from medical knowledge to um, legal issues, privacy concerns, uh, empathy, all of these different things that you need to be a good patient advocate. And we think that, you know, it's a relatively new field, patient advocacy as a profession. So we think going with people that are board certified just has a standard of quality for us in the expertise and the way that they deal with both patients and providers that we couldn't find anywhere else. And that's why it was really important for us to kind of make that a requirement for our care guides is that they are board certified patient advocates.
0: Nice. Yeah, because I've... Heard that term around, but I never knew that there was a board certification for it, and thank you for mentioning that that you're you're really putting up the standards like this is we want the level of care to be very high so getting the best quality to certification is is number one for y'all. Since we already discussed emr systems. Mm-hmm. I know you mentioned the 10 page report. That yeah. the doctor would get.
1: Yeah.
0: How, I guess the way the system would work is they just give the fax number for the doctor. And how are you making sure that is the information that the doctor needs? You coordinate with the doctor, or the patient advocate coordinates with the doctor, with that certain physician, or is it like a standard for each, like rheumatologist, gastroenterologist? how does that work?
1: Yeah. So we worked with a lot of different doctors across multiple specialties, rheumatology, cardiology, neurology, gastroenterology, et cetera, to figure out what's the right flow of how uh, this health summary should work and how should it be personalized for each doctor, right? So in terms of the flow, we work to figure out what is the flow of how a doctor usually runs an appointment? What are the questions that they ask first and what's kind of the order that they go through? And we present the information in that order and we found that it was similar across talking to all of these different doctors across different health systems. There was kind of a similar order of operations of how they run an appointment. And so one was putting the information in that order. In terms of what information is specific for those doctors What we did is worked with all these different specialists to identify for all of the thousands of different labs that are out there and procedures how do we categorize all of them to what specialty or specialties they are relevant to and so we put the test like if you're seeing a rheumatologist Obviously, any antibody test, for example, is going to be of importance and relevance to them. So those are kind of put up at the top that the doctor can see. And then anything that wouldn't be related to that, there's others other than just antibodies, but as an example, would be put lower down. So they can see up top the ones that are relevant for their specialty, and that's one way that we customize it for that appointment. We also have built what we call like a health portfolio. So basically if a doctor wants more information, like they don't want to see just what's your most recent ANA result, but they want to see over time, how has that changed? They're able to go into that and see all of your historical records for that particular test. So it's a way for us to keep it concise initially, but we have kind of the bench behind it of all of that data that the doctor would need. So there's kind of a general flow that we follow for all appointments. And then the data that's shown is the order of how it's shown is customized by the type of specialist and whether it's a first appointment or a follow-up appointment.
0: Okay. You, it sounds like you've done a lot of work putting, getting all of this together. And how does the doctor have um, access to all this information? Is it put on their iPad? Is it put in on, um, is it an app on their computer?
1: Yeah, so a few things to note here. One is like one of my number one like must must have in the product is the patient is always in charge. So okay. the doctor doesn't get the information unless the patient chooses to share that information with the doctor because we believe the patient should always be in control. So we're never going to send a health summary to your doctor without you saying yes, I want you to send it. So that's kind of number one. Um in terms of how the doctor can receive it, it's a few different ways. You can either And it depends on kind of your doctor. So we make it so you can generate a link and send that to them via your patient portal um, or an email if you want them to access it that way digitally. We make it that you could have a um, a QR code on your phone that you can show them at the appointment. And so they can open it up right there through the QR code in the appointment. We also make it so that we can automatically fax it for you if you prefer that. And so they get a hard copy. Or you can bring a hard copy yourself. So it really depends on your doctor and how they best receive information, um, is how we share it with them. But on every document, even if it's a hard copy, we give them the QR code link so that if they want to access it digitally after the appointment, when they're doing clinical notes, for example, it's very easy for them to do that.
0: Okay, great. Putting the patient first. Well, I mean, it is HIPAA, you know, like you mentioned. So really taking care of, the client's rights and what they want to share
1: a hundred percent and we make it so that patients can you know delete any connections anytime they want if they want you know a certain portal to not be connected anymore they have control over deleting that and then the data's gone right like they have control over that um at all times and we even allow patients to flag data that they think might be inaccurate because we've heard from a number of patients that sometimes You know, there's things in their clinical notes that they don't necessarily agree with, you know, or things like that, and enables patients to put their own notes that can go next to that, so that the doctors that they see have that context, because sometimes that information can follow us around, and we don't agree with it, and it can affect our future care. So that's something that we've incorporated too. So patients really have, you know, the ability to make sure that it's as accurate as possible.
0: Wow, I love that. Yeah, because I, I remember seeing in Instagram, this one um, profile, where she was upset. She's like, they won't, I, I don't have this diagnosis. And I've asked the doctor to take it off because I don't want them thinking that I'm still on this medication and it makes everything else more a little bit more complicated. So okay. what can a person first expect when they join, join Cronius Health?
1: Sure. So when they join uh, the platform, there's like a really quick, you know, sign up process, basically just username and password and your date of birth um, and a phone number. And then you're in the platform. And the first thing that you can do when you log in is uh, you can start connecting your portals. And basically what you do is you click a button, you search for your health system or your doctor, um, and a, you'll get a pop-up where you could put in your username and password, click connect. And that's it. So it can, you know, it's a very quick process to do and your data will start populating um, right away. You'll also be able to track your symptoms right away if you want. And we have a symptom journal too. So once you track them, you can actually see how your symptoms change over time. Um, You'll be able to, you know, once your data comes in, you'll be able to see all of your information from your insurance information to every condition that you've been diagnosed with, all of your medications are pulled in, all of that annoying stuff that you have to fill out on those intake forms over and over again. We, <laughs> auto, we auto-populate it. And then, you know, our product works on your computer or on your phone. So you can bring that with you to your appointment and then you can just copy it without, you talk about brain fog. It helps you be able to remember what to write down um, without having to do it over and over again. You'll have access to our medical encyclopedia section where you can see resources, access support groups, um, access lists of clinics that are specific for those types of conditions. And you can talk to a care guide right away. All you need to do is text them, we give you the number and you can start getting help from a care guide right away too. So there's a lot of things that you can access on the platform basically um, immediately. And those are just a handful of examples.
0: Yeah. And when you say care guide is the same thing as advocate, right? Yeah. Okay. And I know part of your your um, program or Cronius Health, I should say, um, y'all also do personalized journey care maps. Could you explain what that is?
1: Sure. So that's really about came from my experience of not knowing what the right next test was to ask my doctor for or the right next treatment to consider. Um, and just not knowing what my journey should look like. And I'll caveat this with like every patient's journey is different. So every patient has slightly different needs in terms of the testing or the treatments um, that they require. And so this is really meant to be like a menu of options for patients to discuss with their doctors. But what we do is we've worked with specialists to build out from first symptom to um, the, you know, you go to the primary care, urgent care, or ER for that first visit, what tests should they be doing there? Um, when you go to the specialist, what kind of testing should they be doing there? What the diagnostic criteria is for you actually to be diagnosed? And then for treatments, you know, what's the first line of treatment that could happen? Second line, third line, more experimental treatments, etc. Both things that are, you know, lifestyle or, um, type of treatments, as well as, uh, Pharmacological treatments as well. And basically, what we do is we map that journey against your own data. So, what symptoms have you tracked? You know, do they, how many of them overlap with the symptoms for that condition? What tests have you had done already? And for the ones that you haven't had done, are, do any, does it make sense to talk to your doctor about, do any of these make sense for me to do? And they might not, but they might. And for the treatments, what treatments have you already tried or are you on right now? And what are other treatments available that you might wanna ask your doctor about? It just arms the patient with a little bit more information to get to that right next step in their care. And it also helps doctors, especially you think about primary care doctors. I mean, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of conditions out there. Mm-hmm. There's no way that a primary care doctor could be an expert in all of these conditions. Right. So sometimes just kind of like nudging into like, is this the right next step for my care? Should we consider this? Can just maybe help you get to that right next step sooner, which is you know what we're all about.
0: Yeah, and and it's kind of going back to your personal story. You had Sjogren's, and if you were mapping out your own symptoms, maybe you could have caught some of these things ahead of time. Like, let me get tested for X, Y, Z, and maybe got ahead of the curve a little bit more instead of having such such suffering and pain. through what you did last year.
1: Exactly. I mean, if there's been one through line through all the patients that we have worked with so far it's them telling them and and myself included at one point or another on your journey you were told you just have anxiety or you're just stressed and the problem is we all know in our hearts that's not what's going on right but we don't know what else to say to offer as a as an alternative of well can we still try this test anyways you know so giving this information it arms you with kind of that you know, okay, I, I hear you say that you think I might be stressed, but can I have an ANA test anyways, you know, kind of thing? Or can you test my vitamin D, uh, even though you think this just in case, you know? And it might, you know, help you get to a diagnosis that you could have, you know, gone in circles or waited. You know, we hear so many stories of people wait, you know, took 10, 15, one person, in one of our patients, it took 20 years for them to get the right diagnosis. And we just mm. think that doesn't need, to happen. It's costly for the patient. They're suffering longer than they need to. It's also a costly for the healthcare system, you know, right. for people to be jumping from doctor to doctor and not getting the right help.
0: So I'm curious with all of this, you know, research and information, what systems are you using? Like in, in the background, if, if, if you don't mind sharing, like, what I think that's so interesting. Um, how are you using? Yeah, yeah. What what software or how are you keeping all of this information? Like, I know you're not probably using Watson, but it sounds like Watson. It's <laughs> so much information.
1: Well, I'm lucky to have a really amazing team, including a really amazing tech team. Actually, our chief technology officer has been a friend of mine. He's actually my best friend's husband. So I've known him for 10 years, but he's also an amazing software architect and has been doing it for the last, you know, 20 plus years. And we've pulled together a team. So all of our tech we've built in-house, we've built all of our own algorithms, all of our ways of pulling in patient data. We've built that from scratch ourselves. Um, So it's all been, you know, kind of self-built, which took longer to do. So it would have been faster if we kind of went with third party companies, but we felt like it was so important to make sure it was as comprehensive as possible that we really felt like it was required for us to build kind of these algorithms and databases ourselves. Um, So everything's custom that we've built. Um, Amazing. Yeah.
0: You have some good engineers or software engineers on your team, for sure. Architects, I should say.
1: Yeah, uh, I do. we're really, we're really lucky. And not only are they just amazing software developers, but they also just really care about what we're trying to build. I mean, a requirement for working for us is having a passion for improving the patient experience and everyone on our team, whether they've have a chronic illness themselves, or they've been a caregiver or know someone who has it, they have a real personal connection to what we're trying to build. And I think that helps them build an even better product, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of patience and a lot of hours on the back end for a lot of y'all, you know, only with you and the research and reaching reaching out to patients, but, and, and you really figuring this out when you're sick, but also like you said, the people doing all these algorithms and trying to figure this out. And I'm sure you're, you're saying, I want this and trying to, you know, (laughs) put it in their terms. And so they can see how you want it. And I'm sure there was many hours, late hours, (laughs) it sounds like.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it's taken us about, uh, you know, 10 months to build the product, um, And we just launched the beta earlier this month. So we're just starting to have patients using it now. Um, But yes, it's definitely a chaotic startup experience where you are building the plane as you are flying it. It's a lot of hours. It's a lot of trying things and they don't work. And then you have to try it in a different way. That happened for us a lot in building the tech behind our product of how do we approach doing this? So you just have to be comfortable with knowing that you don't, really know how to approach it, but you're just good problem solvers and figuring out how to do that, you know? Um, but they've done an amazing job and work hard and, you know, we hope that it's going to be many more years of continuing to work really hard around the clock as hopefully we grow and help more patients and add more features and services to help, uh, them manage their care.
0: Yeah. Any other services that, um, wait i did think of a question so i know you mentioned that there's an encyclopedia that comes with conius health and it's vetted so would you mind explaining how it's vetted and how do you make sure that it's the proper information
1: sure so we have partnered with adam encyclopedia which is um, basically the content behind MedlinePlus, which is the government's website for all medical information. And that's what hospitals use when they share information with patients about conditions. It's all based off of this Adam encyclopedia. So we thought if it's good enough for the NIH, it's good enough for us. Um, And that's how we got that um, vetted information, because we thought that that was really important.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. No, no Dr. Google. You get anything on there, right?
1: <laughs> sometimes it's good, right? If you go to Mayo Clinic's website or Cleveland Clinic, like that's pretty, that's vetted information, but it's also kind of the wild west out there, especially for the types of conditions that we're focused on. And sometimes it's hard to know what to trust. You know, if you see anything online, that's telling you that they can cure your autoimmune disease, you should have some doubts about that because- Listen, I wish that these diseases were curable, but they're not. Our goal is to improve the quality of life for patients who have these conditions, knowing that this is something you're going to live with for the rest of your life. How do we make it a little bit easier? But if you ever see people promising you that they can cure it or eliminate it, um it, I I just don't think that's true, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Run the other way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and anything else you can add to the services or something we didn't speak about just yet?
1: Um, in terms of our plans for the future of services that we want to include? Yeah, yeah. So I think one thing that we're looking to for the future is how can we incorporate direct care into our platform as well so that patients can get Um, help from providers directly within the platform that can work with their own providers, but that have a unique understanding for the types of conditions that we're focused on. So that's something that we see, you know, coming up within the next year or two of something that we want to include in our product, because we think about how difficult it is for patients to find providers that really understand the issues that they're dealing with and how those affect smaller issues that they're dealing with. You know, you get COVID when you have uh, any of these types of conditions that we're focused on, and it's a whole different ballgame than if you just get COVID as someone who's relatively healthy, and having people that understand, you know, how to support you with those nuances in your kind of care journey, we think is really important. And so that's something that we're focused on for the future as well.
0: Oh, that's That's excellent. Yeah, because it's it is a completely different way of care. Um, We're not a, you know, we get a cold and it's completely different. Like you said, COVID or um, anything else, our, our bodies are already in this state of (laughs) limbo, I guess, and to have a different way of approaching us is different. Um, I was wondering What if somebody doesn't have a computer?
1: Yeah, so there's a few ways we could help someone if they don't have a computer. Um, One, as I mentioned, the product is available completely on your phone if you want it, um, as well as the computer. So if you don't have a computer, but you have a smartphone, you can 100% use the product just in the same way you can use it um, on your computer. And so that's an easy way to be able to use the product. And then also our care guides, our patient advocates, um, they're available to help. So if there's people, and we already have some patients that are, you know, less uh, technically inclined, we're there to help you every step of the way. So if you need help, you know, reviewing information, you need help onboarding and connecting your portals, we're there to help you do that regardless of kind of your technical abilities. But we also tried to build the platform to be as easy to use as possible um, because we know that when you're not feeling well, having to click through a million buttons, I mean, this was something that we worked really hard on, on the um, symptom tracker, for example, because a lot of the patients that we worked with told us there's so many symptom trackers out there, but they ask you to fill out so much information every time you're tracking a symptom. And when I have a massive headache or flare, like I don't want to deal with that. You know, answering all these questions. So we're like, how can we simplify it as much as possible and still get the core information we need, but not overcomplicate it by asking every single question. And that's kind of how we approach the whole product in general.
0: Okay, thank you. And I think my last question had to do with okay, so I start, I'm a new user.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm looking for my my doctor. So you just have a List of doctors or how does how does that work?
1: Yeah. So our goal is really to make it that you can have more efficient and effective care, regardless of whatever doctor you go to. So when but when you come to us and say, you know, you come to a care guide and say, Hey, I need help finding a rheumatologist near me that understands these specific symptoms or problems that I'm having. Like for me, a lot of my Sjogren stuff is neurological complications. So I need a rheumatologist who understands that specifically. Our care guides do individual research for you on what would be the best doctor for you. So we look at, you know, what studies did people author? You know What their reviews are? What hospital systems they're at? Do they take your insurance? So it's all custom for you versus us doing like, we just have a list of doctors. Now, as we grow, we'll be asking our patients, You know how do you like different members of your care team? What's your experience? So we can start to build a list of doctors that our patients recommend that might be good for other patients. Um, but really we want it to be custom that uh, we help you find doctors that are best for you, but also you can go into any doctor's appointment with our health summary, and you can have a better experience with that doctor than you would have if you went in without it.
0: Right, okay. Just wanted a little bit more information on that. I know we kind of touched on it. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate all the time and work you put into your, your new baby, <laughs> your new company. And it sounds like it's going to be a big success, especially with you know people that, that really need it the most, the chronic illness warriors out there. Thank
1: you. I mean, my goal, having a chronic illness is not something that anybody dreams of having, right? But the amount of joy that I get of interacting with other patients and building something that could improve their experience it really, in some ways, makes it worth it, um, you know, getting these diagnoses. And, you know, I hope people will sign up. We have a waitlist right now. Our beta is closed because we had so many people sign up for it, but we'll be launching the product in the beginning of 2023, and people can sign up for the waitlist now to be able to get access to it on our website. And um, I hope people will join and they could... DM us, email us if they have any ideas of features, you know, that they want that we haven't talked about. We're all ears, you know, we want to make it the best product we can for the, for autoimmune warriors.
0: Oh, wow. So it sounds like you really are open to more feedback to constantly evolve your product.
1: And 10% because if it doesn't meet patient needs, it's not worth anything. So the whole goal of this is to really meet all of those pain points that patients experience with that full-time job of being a patient.
0: Yeah. And having that advocate also is really helpful too. I mean, like you said, having that brain fog and not knowing, you know, where to turn to, and it sounds like you really have thought of everything so far.
1: Yeah, I, I think <laughs> it's having the advocate to support you. Plus we really arm you to become your own advocate, to empower you to become the best advocate that you can be as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for your time. I I wish you a wonderful week and much success with your new company.
1: Great, thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking to you.
0: Danielle never stopped being her own advocate. Now she is helping others to do the same. If you're interested in Cronia's health, join the waitlist in the show notes. Thank you for listening. To support the podcast, leave a rating or review and share the episode with a fellow autoimmune warrior so they too can have hope and be stronger than autoimmune. Thank you for your support until next year. The next new episode will be launching next year in 2023. Wishing you a safe and healing holiday season, warriors. You take care.